Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there, or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below, and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. This is not the first time I've had to tell a personal client of mine that you need to stop meeting girls. This is by far not the first time. Such is probably I can't have lost count. I've lost count of how many times I've had to tell clients that you actually need to stop going out there and meeting girls, whether it be in the day or the night. And it's always got something to do with his psychological well-being. The reasons are many. The reasons are many. It could be because. Maybe I just noticed he was getting far too attached to that external validation to the fruit outside himself and was starting to approach this journey in a very unhealthy way. And that was what was causing negative results coming in. Or maybe is that he's starting to get an inflated ego and is starting to have an unhealthy mindset towards women in general. There are many reasons for why I would tell a client that you actually need to stop doing this. You need to stop going out. And I've done it many times. It's just that today, I wanted to bring it up with you guys because it's always... It's a very important thing, and I don't think a lot of other coaches in... Uh, listen, I don't know what other coaches talk about in this space because I'm just an N equals one type guy. I just I focus on my journey. I don't consume content of anyone else. Uh, what you get here is just raw ooey. So 
Royal Bowl. So I don't know what other people are doing. I don't know if other coaches talk about your psychological well-being and how it might not necessarily be a good thing if you go out and meet girls if you are not psychologically sound. But hey, I'm going to do it right now. Actually, no, no, I'll get. I'll read. I'll read this part of this summary out to him. And the title of this email. So for those of you that don't know, if you do Skype coaching with me. I always send you an email session summary afterwards with a few added notes, some reminders, some things that I think are the best things for you to move forward with. And the title of this uh, summary email was, oh wait, that's the wrong one. That's from a different client. Hold on. Hang on. Uh-huh. Lack, here we go. The key takeaway, lack of masculine intent slash energy. So I just I just need to make sure that I don't release too many details here. Let me just proof this for a second. Uh, no, no, this is good. There's nothing too detailed in here. So this came off of, this is a client who's on a package with me at the moment. He's on the Baldwin side, gets access to priority messaging through WhatsApp, priority uh, session bookings as well. And he's doing infield breakdowns with me. So he'll go out in the day, meet these girls, record them, audio record them, send the files to me. I break them down. We then do a session over Skype. I pre-record a video summary. So he gets a personalized video from me, just recapping the lessons of his infield. And so this is part of that summary, part of the notes in it. After reviewing your infield, it's clear that your mental slash energetic state was in a dark place. I couldn't feel the same light and joy as compared with the last in brackets type of girl just referring to the girl from our last breakdown, which he absolutely nailed. Uh, I don't want to use her um, her actual ethnicity because that's probably a little too detailed. Let's just say, though, that what I'm referencing is a girl from the previous infill breakdown, which we did in December, early December, and it was just absolute execution, absolute performance, just crushed this instant date with this, with this girl, which then led to his first ever lay from Cold Approach. It was incredible. And his performance within the interaction was incredible. So when you hear me now, what I'm saying to hear is that I just couldn't feel the same light and joy compared to that interaction because he had audio recorded it. So we broke it down. This, of course, manifested in a very rough skill set execution that pushed the women away in this round of infill breakdowns. So I highly recommend you take a good look at how you're treating your body and mind. Physical training, nutrition and stress management are three keys that I encourage you to look at earnestly Take two weeks off to rebuild your mental fortitude, to relax yourself and connect back to life. Wishing you the absolute best, Adam. So that's the context for today. That's where this whole topic has been spurred off from. Which you in here. Spurred off from in the sense that I had to tell one of my clients that, listen, you, you shouldn't be going out. And he was very disappointed. He's very disappointed in the sense that he understood why he needs to. And I use this analogy with him which I'm going to use with you guys today. Listen, you want to think about this as <clears throat> when you're mentally sound and when you go in there and meeting girls, it's like you're up in that sky, you're up in that big jet plane and you're flying around and you've almost got uh, inexhaustible fuel and you're free. You're free to learn. You're free to, to, to pitch left, to your right, to go wherever you want to go. And then... If something happens in your life in which that you are no longer psychologically sound, and I will not tell you why, what happened to this guy, because it's far too personal. But let's just say, let's just say there were some events in his life that caused him to go way off keel, that way off course. 
And to the point where when I discussed with him in our info breakdown, when I'm listening back to his interactions, that not only are they all ending within one minute, which is just very, uh, it's not like him. He's, he's beyond that point now. But he's forgetting all of the tactical execution. His first off, the masculine tense not there. There's barely any energy behind it. But then he's not qualifying the girls either. He's going straight into investment, which is typical Mr. Nice Guy. But it's not because he's being a Mr. Nice Guy. It's because he just doesn't have the flame behind him to start the interaction correctly. He knows. Like, he knows. We've been working together for a long time. He knows that he needs to go straight into qualification, but he's not. So he's making a lot of tactical mistakes. He's not looping correctly when she throws up a logical objection. He's not restarting into the right section. So just a whole host of tactical errors that I'm hearing in all of his uh, infields. And it's all stemming from this lack of masculine energy, lack of masculine flame. <clears throat> and it's, it's, no, uh, it's no surprise to me. It's no surprise to me because I know what else has been going on in his life. I know that he's had a lot of events and his psychological well-being in his life has taken a turn for the harder. There's been a lot of trials and tribulations over the last couple of months since that first ever pull from Cold Approach. And so it makes sense to me why all of these interactions were just very, very low, low-level execution. Now, coming back to the plane here, he was once just able to rock up on the airfield, put his key in, start the ignition, fly up into the sky and just, and just crush it. But now, what you've got to imagine, what I'm telling him is that the way it looks now is that, and the reason why I'm telling him to stop going out, is because if you continue to go out like this, if you continue to go out and put forward this low-level set of execution in which that the girls aren't even happy, the girls aren't even, the, the girls aren't leaving, aren't having a good time, because you're not having a good time. It's equivalent to you rocking up on the airfield with the wrong key. So you're still getting into your plane and you remember what it was like to fly around, but you got the wrong key. And no matter how hard you turn it, no, how much, no matter how much you cram it into the ignition hole, it just will not start. And maybe you can do that once or twice and have a couple rough days there. But if it keeps happening again and again and again, you're eventually going to start to hate the process. You are eventually going to get to the place where I don't even want to go out to the plane anymore. And more than that, I'm going to resent what the plane means. I'm going to resent the women outside myself. I'm going to resent, because now bringing it back into real terms, I'm going to resent these girls for not giving me that validation, for not having a good time. And I'm going to start to put the blame and the responsibility on them. That's what I see with guys that try to go out of me, girls who are not psychologically well, not psychologically sound, and that can manifest. That can manifest in many different ways. Whether it's, it's often in the case of attachment to validation, but that's not the case for my client this time. It's actually very different. It's something completely unrelated in the rest, in the other side of his life that's caused him to be dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression outside of meeting women. But the result is the same. If you attempt to meet women in a less than optimal mental psychological state, eventually you're going to hate that process. Eventually, you're going to get to the place where, because of just the feedback of girls, every interaction ends in one minute. Every inter the girls aren't giving you that feminine flutter. You know, when you deliver rock-solid masculine intent and you just burst through that bubble in the day or night, you know, girls light up. They light up. It's like Candyland. It's, you feel that. And uh, I, was, I just got off coaching Day Game Foundation's boot camp in Melbourne. 
And so, you know, my client meets 80 women across two days and you just get to see it again and again and again, uh, when it's working and when it's not working, when his masculine tends on and when it's off. <clears throat> and it's just an absolutely beautiful thing when it is on and you hear that feminine flutter, which is like, oh, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's just it's so feminine. It's just It'll uh, it'll raise your mask right there. It's it's you can you sail around the world on that kind of energy. And so with the lack of that, if you're not receiving that, especially for guys who have once been there, maybe if you're the absolute hard case right now, if you're that Jeffrey right now, who's never really experienced what it means to execute open qualification investment close a strong fifty direct congruent authentic intent eyes vocal projection body language vibe. If you've never known what it's like to actually execute that and then carry the interaction the whole way through, not just through the five minutes you were there on the street with her, but through an instant day, whether it's just for a walk or a deeper sit on the wall or into the coffee or into the tea, or even if you didn't go on an instant date, but then it leads to the day two, you guys have an amazing day too. You kiss her in the gardens, you kiss her on the beach. And then whether you had the time and the logistics were right and the vibe was right to then progress the sexual intimacy that night back to your place, back to her place, on the beach, wherever you fucking are, the hostel, and you guys cemented that that for the first time, that physical that physical connection between the masculine and feminine energy, or maybe it happened on the day three. But if you if you're one of those guys that right now watching this live stream and you've never experienced what that means you might not be able to gratify why I had to take my client out of meeting women. Because he has experienced that. Not too often, but he has. And once you know where X is on the map, it's a lot easier to get back. When you know the latitude and longitude of where you need to get to, it's just, you've got a, you've got a path now. You've got reference. You've got, you've got grid lines to follow. But if you've never been there, it's probably hard to understand. But anyways, progressing forward with this, to then fall so far off to the point where your coach is telling you you need to stop doing this just for two weeks just to get your mind right. You can imagine, yeah, it's going to potentially cause some, some confusion, some angst, some, some turmoil within your psychology as well. You start to doubt, doubt yourself. But listen to what I said to him in that final summer email. I said... I highly recommend you take a good look at how you're treating your body and mind, physical training, nutrition, and stress management. And that's what's very important is that it's not like I'm just saying, just stop, stop meeting women for two weeks and sit in your bedroom. No, I'm just redirecting him to things that will help him to repair his mind, right? You get your body in, you get your physical vehicle in, into prime condition. Your physiology is going to affect your psychology and also in turn. And then you get, and so nutrition was the second thing after that because if you're not eating uh, sound and clean input, then your psychology, your 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 risk for depression and anxiety is just going to go through the roof. You're eating processed bullshit. You're eating fried foods. You're eating things that come in packets that have been laden with preservatives and high fructose corn syrup and uh, seed oils and just laden with uh, toxins. Well, how how would you ever expect your psychology to be? in its prime condition. Hmm? And then stress management. Sleep. Sleeping, right? Turning off that, turning off your uh, your blue light at least a couple of hours before you go to bed. You know, 
spending some time with yourself, lowering yourself into and your frequency and your brain waves into a frequency that is just going to slide you into sleep so that where you take that that hot shower, that hot sauna, and then finish it off cold. It's going to help you to release melatonin. It's going to help you to just slide into deep sleep, get you better quality of sleep. You get all these three things in, and then you give yourself a chance. And I just feel bad for the guys that I've seen across the journey who who just keep beating their heads against the wall. You know, their interactions with girls are going nowhere. They're ending in a minute. They're ending in two minutes. And it's every single interaction. And they just can't see that the issue lies with them and not the girls. I'll mention, I'm not sure if I mentioned the Hurt Locker before, but let me just take a pause here. Say hi to you. Say hi to some of you guys in the chat. If you're enjoying this live stream, hit that thumbs up down below. Drop me a comment. Say hi. Uh, who, who we got up in here? We got uh, Ian Keister's up in here. Saying good day. Good to see you here, Ian. Ben Hyland. Good to see you here as well, Ben. <coughs> Two long-time supporters of this channel. He says, hey, what's good, Adam? Life is good, my man. Life is good. Uh, Leron says, do you think you also make videos on philosophy about life, workouts, anime, etc.? I remember you did a breakdown of anime, Akira. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Leron. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still... I'm trying to... I have been dialing a little bit more, or diving a little bit more into that. There is the second channel with my anime breakdowns, which is Adam O. And if you just type in, because I barely, I haven't used it in like a year probably. But if you want to see some of my anime film reviews, Adam O, just type in Adam O, Akira film review, or Koen no Kitachi, a silent voice, or what was the other one that I did? There was another one, a garden of words, Kotonoha no Niwa. There are those there. But I'm uh, just, just on a side tangent here. Because I just finished finished up my entire month of the World Carnivore Month, Carnivore Diet Challenge, I'm going to be doing a full review on that. And I'm just, I'm thinking about where I should put that. Should I put that on this channel? Should I make it an Instagram only thing? I'd like your feedback. Should I just put it on that Adamo channel? Separate it entirely from the bowl? I don't know. We'll think about it. But I will be doing that review because it's, uh, it's astonishing. It's amazing what I experienced. So... Coming back, I'm just wrapping this up here and then I will get to some of your guys' questions. And so now would be a good time if you have any questions on social dynamics, dating, relationships, drop them in the feed down below and Super Chat is available if you want to bump it to the top and donate, support what's going on here. Oh, that's what I was saying. Guys, they just bang their head against, heads against the wall and blaming the girls. Blaming the girls for why they're not achieving success, why they're not getting the good reactions when actually it's them and it always has been them. It always has been, I've always said this, that the girl is just, she's your mirror. She's your mirror. She shows you the best of you. She shows you the worst of you. She shows you when you're intense on point. She shows you, and listen, we're talking about this sexually, so I'm using girls, but this by and large extends to life entirely. This extends to all beings. All beings are our mirrors. And so if you can't look at that feedback reflectively, accurately, and go, well, I need to change what I'm doing because they're going back to the plane. Yeah, what I'm asking that guy to do is to step back from the plane and just, you know, you need to take some time offline for a while, even just thinking about it, come back and then you might find the right key. And it's, it's not a prescription for life. It's not a prescription for life, but it, it is important. Uh, I was going to mention the Hurt Locker before as well. Some guys approach this journey with a very deeply intense Hurt Locker. And for those of you that don't know what the Hurt Locker is, it's that uh, something maybe if you follow 
uh, Eckhart Tolle, he would refer to it as the pain body. I refer to it as the hurt locker. And the hurt locker is where you store your emotional pain, whether it be because you got fucked up as a kid, the way your parents and your family treated you, your friends. Maybe it was just the hand you were dealt in life was less than optimal. In the Bowl Sip Weekly email this week, I talk about that. I talk about the 70% of the population that does need to put in work on their social development because that's just the hand they dealt in life. Just sign up, balldojo.com. It's free. Put your email in. <clears throat> for whatever the reason is, maybe a girl cheated on you brutally. Maybe for years you didn't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you trusted in someone and they hurt you or whatever it was. But you bring this emotional pain body, as Eckhart would describe it as, you bring this hurt locker. And if you can't come to peace with that, if you can't come to a place in which that acknowledge, accept that it did happen, this is what happens in life and it is what it is, but I won't allow it to define me or how I move forward, you can't get to that place, then I'm not sure you should be out there meeting women. I'm not sure you should be. I've, I said this to my client, which is that I was very firm with him in saying that you need to stop meeting girls, not just for your sake, but for their sake. Not just for your sake, because obviously this is going to lead you to a path of resenting the process, resenting going out there and meeting girls. If you keep approaching them without having your temple in place and being in a prime mental condition. But what about the girls? What about the girls? I've seen this a couple of times. It, was all, it happened on boot camp last weekend where I had to pull my client up on it in which that, <clears throat> I think it was, I think it was day one. I think it was day one. Uh, it might have been towards the end of day one or the beginning of day two. But he left an interaction with a girl who had a boyfriend and she was very firm on her boyfriend and it was 100% legit. She was actually on the phone to him at the time. And, and so obviously the interaction ends very shortly right there. She's romantically unavailable. But he left it in a very pouty way, in a very sour face, in a way that was less than joyous and less than bringing a positivity and light. And he was just like, oh, well, okay. And, just, and as I describe it, leaves dejected. Now, this is very common. When I get in there and I coach guys one-on-one, -on -one, we do these deep immersive boot camps. It's very common that guys will leave dejected, especially on boot camp when I've just been thrown, they're just going into interaction after interaction. You know, you're meeting like 40 girls a day, especially if it's toward the, ends of a day, towards the end of a day. You just, to be able to stoke your own flame and bring that positivity to a woman again and again and again and again, that requires uh, training. That requires a certain level of mental fortitude which they don't yet have. And so I understand, but I always bring them up on them, which is that, listen, the way you're leaving interactions is just as important as the, as the way you're entering them. The way you step to a woman is the way that you step out. If, if you leave a girl because what? Because So she was romantically unavailable, so you couldn't get validated in this one moment. So what, you become like a, like a sore loser, like a little baby? You know, is that how a man acts? No, and for her sake, you know, how does that, that leaves us, if you leave with a sour taste, that leaves her with a sour taste, which then ruins the interactions for every other guy that goes up to that girl. I've seen this. When I, you always know, you always know when you approach a girl who has been on the back end of some horrendous approaches. How do you know this? Because she rolls her eyes immediately. She rolls her eyes immediately and she is just walls up Great Wall of China from the very first second. And the last time I experienced this was a couple of boot camps ago. It was absolute teed. And I discussed it in a bowl sip. And, you know, she, she was so good. And you just know, the way that I know is because 
when you execute correctly, when you bring direct, congruent, authentic, when you are not there for the validation of her and you're just stepping up regardless of how she responds, cold or hot, you're always going to be able to leave her on a high note, regardless of whether it ends in five seconds or five minutes. And maybe you even went on a five-minute interaction but she happened to be a weird girl and she didn't want to exchange details at the end. It's happened a couple of times. Happened a couple of times. And if you, st- if, if you can leave that interaction still just wishing her the best and going, well, I wish you a great life anyway. Not only is that good for you because it stems you and stokes you into the next interaction. Like that teed I mentioned before, who was just an absolute ice queen. I left her on that high note, even though she was guarded right from the beginning, a bit of a bitch, to be honest, like very, very aggressive. And I just knew, but I knew that it wasn't because of anything I'm doing. I've just been on instant day before that. It's because she's just been on the back end of some horrendous approaches and no doubt guys that have left her with a sour taste in her mouth. And so she now perceives that all beings, all male beings coming up to her are going to execute this low level shit. And so as you can see, if you go out there and you're not mentally right and you keep leaving girls in a less than optimal state, leaving them sour, you're actually ruining her experience for every other guy moving forward. So not only are you fucking her over, but you're also fucking all the other guys over. And I, and I know there's probably one in a million of you out there that goes, <laughs> well, who cares, right? Well, you're a bit of a sociopath. For most of my guys, for most of my, for most of you that are listening to this content right now, I know that you would never intentionally, knowingly try and do that with a woman. But it happens subconsciously. It happens subconsciously when you get deeply rooted in the validation of this feminine outside of you. And so when you, and because for you, it was probably a lot. I get it. For you, it was probably enough just to be able to step up to her. And then so you're met with this cold reaction, not because she inherently is a cold person, but just because you executed low level skill, low level skill set, right? You're a beginner, as is expected. But as you move down this journey and you can start to see what it's really about, last bowl sip, I talked about this one horrific DM I received from a guy who said, Adam, I am confused about what the purpose of pickup is. Is it to overcome social anxiety and um, push my nerves? Or is it to sleep with as many women as possible? I think it is to sleep with as many people as possible is what he said to me. And I wrote an entire article on why he was just so lost uh, in that, in the last week's bowl sip. Why did I go on that story? I don't know. Anyway, well, anyways, you you definitely don't want to be that guy. You do not want to turn into that person. But, oh, that's right. But as you get more down this journey, you start to realize that it was never about the women. It was never about the sex. It was never about coming home to the boys and saying, well, I got with this girl, I got with that girl, and fuck this, and that, et cetera, et cetera, and just lapping it up with the lats. You, you learn through the process of this journey and only those who can actually evolve from that boyhood psychology of that this is purely to get my hands stamped, right? That, that, that cup's never going to be filled. That cup of seeking the good reaction from the woman is never going to be filled. And it's just so that a lot of guys happen to rectify that psychology. They happen to evolve that psychology through this process and that if they stay in it long enough and they get the right guidance 
and hopefully along the way they don't get led down some red pill, some MGTOW, some MG Tower with men going their own way, dark mentalities, fucked up mentalities around masculine and feminine energy. If they happen to stay away from the toxicity, right, and they happen to find someone, doesn't even necessarily have to be me. I'm sure there are other guys out there. Well, I hope there are other coaches out there. As I said before, I don't know about what other people are doing. But I hope there's a few other coaches out there that are also speaking the good speak, that are also guiding young men towards a place of, of, of being men, of being respectable, honorable people that aren't out there to just take, that aren't out there to just get themselves validated. Because you do not become a man, but boys do not transition into men by consistently being validated. The consistent validation will actually keep you a boy. You need to be shown the hard light. You need to be shown the mirrors. You need to be shown yourself. And which is why you often see that the, ch- the children of rich parents often turn out to be just dropkicks. You see that not all the time, of course, but it's a, there's a reason why that's a stereotype. Stereotypes have truth to them. There's reference behind it. Because they were never shown the true light. They never show themselves in true. And that's actually the story of the Buddha. Uh, Gautama. That's the story of him. You know, the original, if you want to go back to the original story, as they as legend has it, was that he was uh, the son of a royal. And he left the palace to go down to the people and to sit underneath the Bodhi tree and to uh, to, to to find out the true nature of life, which could not be seen within the palace, which could not be seen weighted on hand, aka validation that you are in fact this uh, this divine being. So reeling it back in here, reeling it back in here. I was talking about the cycle that transition from boyhood to manhood psychology. Yeah, for a lot of guys, that happens organically through either cold approach or solo travel or martial arts or through. There's probably a few others that I'm thinking about here, at least ancestrally back in the day, just through the rituals that tribal leaders would lead us through. That happens organically. But for some, whether it's because of the hand they were dealt in life, whether because of the decisions they made in life, they got taken off the path. Maybe they followed a little red pill. Maybe they followed a little MGTOW. Maybe they followed a little veganism. <laughs> just joking, guys. Relax. <laughs> maybe, maybe, they, uh, maybe they watched a little too much Pornhub, huh? Ah, maybe they, they got a little dark somewhere. And maybe they just had the lack. Maybe they just had the absence of strong leaders in their life. And so they need a little guidance. And what I'm here to say to you guys today before we slide into any questions you may have in this social Q&A live, drop in the chat box down below. Super chat option is available if you guys get above to the top. Is that regardless of, of where you're at or how, or how you've come to be, if you are not mentally sound, if you are dealing with a lot of anxiety unrelated to the direct acute anxiety from seeing that dime piece in the coconut oil aisle, I'm talking about shit that is irrespective of that in the rest of your temple. I would much rather you just sort that shit out first. And I said this to a, not the client who, ref, who I was referencing in this podcast, but I said this to another client who's currently in uh, who's currently in Nihon, Nippon. Shout out to uh, shout out to T who's currently in Japan. Somewhere south of Osaka. <sighs> Episode needs you. I was saying to him yesterday, which is this. From all the people that I've coached, from all the guys that I've seen over the last nine to ten years. Those that have a strong purpose in life. 
those that have the core foundation of their temple already in the works and forming, social dynamics comes for them so much easier. So much easier. Now, I'm going to flip here, and I was saying what I was saying to him is that it doesn't mean that guys that do have strong purpose, and then maybe they're, whether it's uh, they've got athletic careers or they've got careers in the arts or they've got uh, careers in science, whatever it is, whatever they're doing, or they're just, uh, they've just got a good strong reason for why they wake up in the morning. That's not to say that social dynamics is easier for them. What I'm saying is that their journey and their path into sliding into that work of development is much easier. It's a lot easier to go out and meet 10 girls today if you already knew why you woke up in the morning. If you already have a strong pull in this life to live. It's a lot easier to go to jiu-jitsu, to go throw axes, to go to the gym, to go study this, to listen to that, to work under this mentor, to do whatever you need to do in this life. It's a lot easier to do all these other things in the temple of physical, mental, and social if the purpose is already taken care of. And that's not to say that it's fully formed. That's not to say that it's completed. No, I don't think it ever will be. But it's just that it's there and that it has a focus and it has a top priority. And then if you take a guy that has no purpose in life, that doesn't know why he's waking up in the morning, Social dynamics is so much harder for him. Listen, for, the, for those that are not so keenly aware or have maybe have not seen, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, then we'll get to your questions. Last year, I, put to, I, I took two months of my life to create a short film called What is a Man? And I described the evolution through the temple of purpose, physical, mental, and social development. Now, some of you may not have picked up on the ordering of that. I know a lot of my clients didn't. It's an Easter egg. Only some of the most, I don't know anyone who's actually reached out to me and told me that, hey, is there actually a reason for why you listed out that way? And there is. Purpose, physical, mental, and social development. Because in my opinion, that's the hierarchy in this life. Purpose is number one. Physical number two. Mental number three. Social number four. I don't care. I don't care how how much time and how much effort you put into your social dynamics. You don't have purpose in life. You don't have a physical, you're not in prime physical condition. You're not in prime mental condition. Your social dynamics is like, it's like pushing shit uphill. It's pushing shit up Mount Olympus, not even a hill. It's pushing shit so, so far uphill. I've, I would have to go back into the archives. I doubt I could find an example though. Now that I'm thinking about it, I doubt I could find an example of someone I've seen in this journey who went from 12 to 12 on the clock face of social dynamics, full circle, from unconscious incompetence all the way to unconscious competence, who had everything blown apart in the other three areas of his temple. And that's just all he did. There's only a couple examples I could give you of guys that had literal mental, literally were mentally impaired. Right? They were on the autistic spectrum. They just did not physically have the same keys and cogs of empathy and self-awareness. So that what I refer to as borderline sociopathic to a certain degree, in which that they could go out and just sleep with as many girls as possible. And that's the sole reason they go out. I discussed this in the last bowl sip. And for them, they can exist that way. But that's like, it's like one in a million. There's very few guys that can do that. There are very few guys that can go out day after day, night after night, week after week, 
purely just just to just to pull this girl, have sex with her, and then just never see her again, never care about, her, and actually, and just and kind of just like uh, and kind of like laugh about the whole thing, and then go and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. Most guys that I see attempt that, attempt that journey, they give up in a week, they get broken down in a month. If they last a month, they eventually get to the point where they're lying in the bed next to the girl and they say to themselves, I think I hate myself. That's what happens to most well-adjusted, socially adjusted guys. That you live long enough for without empathy and self-awareness, you're eventually going to, it's, the gun gets turned back on you is what I'm saying. It's quite a rabbit hole we went into. I don't even sure where we started, but oh, the temple, yeah. So this is what I'm saying, guys. When I titled this "Get the Girl" by fixing yourself right first or fixing yourself first, I think that's more important. I think it's far more important. Now, is that to say that you need to be uh, that that you cannot work on social dynamics until you are deemed to be in the most prime? of mental and physical condition. No, no, no. I'm just saying that that needs to be a priority. You need to be working on that. I've given my client here two weeks to just make it the absolute priority, and then he should be good. If he does the work, he should be good. He should be able to come back out and start meeting girls again, right? It's just that it's not that it's not it has to be one or the other, but it definitely comes first for me. And because also you got to think about this long play. If you're going to be going out on dates with girls, if you're going to be going out and bringing girls back to your place, spending hours at a time with a girl, she's going to find out. She's going to find out that you are not mentally all there right now. And in which case, well, okay, maybe you got val- you could trick her for five minutes and you could get validated in five minutes by getting the instant date and the number and you see them for the story and you meet her out for the day two. But then when you get on the day two and you realize, oh, this guy's actually a piece of shit. Or this guy is just in a really, really bad place right now. I don't want to let go of my natural feminine inclination to get sexual with him. I don't want to let go of that. No, no, no. Not with this guy. Oh, this guy. Next. Next, please. It's going to happen eventually. Unless you meet a girl who's got some extreme daddy issues uh, or got some extreme psychological issues herself. Yeah, you're going to just be firing blanks, my friends. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so, with that being said, that's why I'm going to wrap up the content section. I feel like, I feel like I'm not centered right here. It's probably because the chair's not right. Yeah, fuck it. This is where we're going to wrap up the content section of the social Q&A. If you guys are in the chat box right now, drop me a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. Drop me a comment, questions if you have them now. If you want to donate to the Super Chat, get a question bumped to the top. Help support everything that I'm doing here in this channel. Uh, that's uh, all, all there in the YouTube chat box. And Yeah, if you're not signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, just head to bowldojo.com, enter your email, article this week, she won't come to you. Yeah. Also, if you guys are interested in my uh, day game ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, bowldojo.com, Skype coaching, bowldojo.com, day game foundations, boot camps. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, now is the time that I'm starting to plan out the June, July, August boot camp schedule for either the US or Canada or Europe. So if you've been thinking about this for a while and you want to get in, then head to bodoja.com in the bootcamp section, send me an, an email there. There's a really cool video on that page as well that gives you more information on what the bootcamp's all about and what my clients receive. So, but now we're kind of, uh, 
we're getting into that stage. We're getting, I'm in the planning stages with the international boot camps. So, and that being said as well, we still had a good, good, a good couple months. February and March are prime time in Australia for meeting girls. It's just great weather, festivals are on, all the international events are on, it's great. So, um, let me, let me see, let me see. What have we got here? Uh, oh, not that much activity in the chat box. This might be a shorter session. And that's good actually because I might, there's a guy who messaged me on Instagram who wanted me to answer a question as well. So yeah, guys, if you're just joining now, we are in social, we are in the Q&A section. So dropping in questions. Got It's fucking hot in here though. I will say this. I'm starting to sweat. Uh, Let's have a look here. I already answered that video on philosophy about life, workouts, and anime. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just trying to think about what's the best place for that. But thank you for that, Leron. Thank you for voicing that you'd like to hear some of that. Whether it's going to be on this channel, like I'm really, the next, the carnivore diet review uh, is something that I really, I'm, it's going to be the next video. There's a bootcamp recap coming uh, from last week's bootcamp. And then the next video after that will be this uh, carnivore diet review because I've committed to it for the entire year. I'm going to be doing it for all of 2020. That's how good I feel on it. So I guess the next question is from Omar B. What's up, Adam? I hear coaches saying that if you are a man in your 30 and 40, you are in your prime. So if you are 20, should you be going for moms or something? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Omar? Okay, hang on, hang on. Hang on. So, so, what's up, Adam? I hear coaches say that you're a man in your 30s and 40s. And you're in your prime. So you say you're in your prime. Well, other coaches he's heard from say you're in your prime at 30 or 40. Okay. I can, I would say in general, maybe. I don't necessarily agree nor disagree with that. I have to think about it a little bit more. <coughs> but, um, oh, hold up. YouTube stream just kind of bumped out there for a second. I think we're good. But then he goes on. The question is, so if you're 20, should you be going for mums or something? Listen, Omar, I don't really understand your question. It's just one of the strangest phrasings of questions I've ever seen. So if you're 20, should you be going for mums? I don't really understand what you mean, but I will answer the question anyway, which is yes. <laughs> uh, there's a video on my channel. Oh, <coughs> hold up. That went down the wrong pipe. There's a video on my channel called Why Younger Men Should Be Dating Older Women. I highly recommend you check it out, Omar. There's some delicious footage in there of me through all ages, through... Uh, 19 through to 20, 21, 22, 24, 25, meeting women five years, 10 years older than me. And so to the principle of what you're asking, if you're a 50, if Omar's 15 right now, I think he's 20 because he's saying if you're 20. But even if he was 15 or 16, going out, getting his beak wet, going out on the day for the first time, uh, he should still be approaching older women, 20s, 30s, 40s. As long as, listen, this, this age thing, guys get so hung up on it. I don't give a fuck about how old a woman is. I care about her virality. I care about how vibrant she is. I care about her energy. I care about her mind. I care about, it, the number doesn't matter to me. There are some spry 40-year-old women kicking about. There are some meads out there. For those that don't know what meads are, it's an abbreviation of an abbreviation. Mead is a MILF teed. So OGs know what a teed is. A teed is a hot Asian girl. It goes way back. 
Uh, it's a man voice, shout out to Roy. But to me, there are some, there are some milf Asian women getting around. And uh, absolutely, so their age is no barrier, Omar. Age is absolutely no barrier. And I won't do a full seminar on why that is. Just go watch the video. You can watch the whole thing. But the two things, just for you surely, so I can bring you some value, is that, listen, the psychological barrier is certainly perceived. Younger guys often don't want to go meet an older woman because they believe there to be a psychological barrier, that they're just not going to be able to step up streetwise and be able to contend with her uh, linguistically. But to be honest, that doesn't matter. All a woman needs to know is you're curious at any stage of life, right? One of the things that a 40-year-old woman loves about a young buck, young cub, is that he's curious. You just ask questions, and that's a large principle that extends to all human beings. You're going to be good. You're going to be sweet. And that keeps that fire there. Now, the physical barrier is probably the next thing, probably the thing that intimidates guys more, actually, because a woman who's 30 or 40 or um, has got kids has obviously been with other men, just not sure how many. And uh, But the physical barrier, again, is is just, it's, it's only met, it's, it's overcome through curiosity. Right? They just want to learn. The older woman loves to guide, loves to teach, loves to, loves to see a, a young cub who's full of, full of energy, stoked to the brim, and just kind of direct him, kind of guide him. You know, that's what I found of all the older women that I've been with, is that I've, I've, it's, never, it's never been an issue. It's never been an issue because I didn't perceive it to be an issue. And that, that, that's another life principle. That's another human principle. And it's only an issue if you believe it to be. Right? If you're, it's like guys that get hung up on uh, bringing girls back to their place if they've got uh, family members or they've got housemates or their place is not like an absolute penthouse. And they're always messing me saying, is this going to be an issue, Adam? I'm like, yes. Yes, it will be. But only if it's an issue for you. The girl is not grading the, the star rating of your pad. She is not grading your family. She's not grading your housemates or your life situation. What she is grading is your comfortability with your life situation. I've, I've had wings. I've had guys. I've been in that situation myself where just, just born on a budget. I brought girls back to guys' apartments where I was sleeping on the floor. I was in sleeping bags. <laughs> Shout out to Jay and Nash. And, uh, and listen, because I was comfortable with it, this is just this is what it is. Hey, get down on this sleeping bag. Let's go. Right? But that's, it's like, if you just want to take an example, a good example to, to replicate an energy of is Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Captain Jack Sparrow. Right? I think we can all agree it's very... Very uh, sexually appealing male to the feminine. To the feminine. And what made him appealing to Kira Knightley's character, what was her name? I can't remember her name, but it's been a while. But Kira Knightley's character, what made, uh, I mean, there, there was a part, well, I mean, she, she was obviously in love with Will, but, you know, there was a different, there was a, definitely a sexual attraction there to a certain degree. You can feel it, and even if you just want to buy into the story, not between the actual actors themselves, but in the story, but but there's a reason why Jack Sparrow's character and that that loose that loose pirate, they're just that pirate of a guy is very appealing, very attractive to women, is because he just doesn't give a fuck. Now, Jack Sparrow Jack Sparrow's character is more to the end of just being a bit of a dick. Right? He's he's not the good guy, he's a dick. Right? He's not the Mr. Nice guy, he's not the good guy, but he's a dick. But I'm not going to sit here and say that dicks can't get it done, that guys that treat women like shit can't get it done. Of course they do. They have been for a long time. 
I'm not recommending you become that person because you don't need to. You can be a good guy. You can just stand through your principles without having to treat women like shit and things go pretty well. But nonetheless, right? The, that, that pirate type mentality of I just don't give a fuck, that's what plays in here. So whether you are pulling the girl back to your beat up Mitsubishi Magna or your uh, your uh, <laughs> your Pulsi, your Nissan Pulsar, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you're shagging the girl at the back of a Macca's car park, or you're up in this five star Airbnb in the in the central business district of Melbourne. The girl is not so much concerned with the five star penthouse or the back of the Nissan Pulsi in the Macca's backyard, the Macca's car park. What she's concerned with is how comfortable are you with it? How much do you care? And I've just, I have far too many stories, far too many examples of guys that are, and that have done some ridiculous shit, ridiculous shit, just because they were comfortable with it. Right? And, and that's, that's, that's what it is. And I guess part of why I was such a Mr. Nice Guy coming up is that I thought you had to be well-dressed to get girls. I thought you had to be proper. I thought you had to be this gentleman of all gentlemen's. And then you'll get in the girls will like you because that's what society tells you. But it's a very rude awakening when you hit high school. It's a very rude awakening where for all of your life, you've been watching Disney. You've been waking up and watching cheese TV. You've been doing everything right. You haven't been stealing lollies from the corner shop. And that's all been well and good through primary school because hormones haven't quite hit yet. And, you know, guys, it's like this. You know, you maybe kiss a girl on the cheek, but then you run away. That's the most. But then you hit high school and hormones are raging. And instead of it now being, you know, you and the other, what, like a hundred girls you knew at primary school, if that, that's a big primary school as well, in your year level, maybe it's like 60, 70, 80, I don't know how many, but whatever. It's not that many. But then you go to high school and now you've got kids who are now raging with hormones and girls are starting to grow their physical features, starting to express their femininity. And they're all just like crammed into this high school. And you're like a year eight, so you're 13, 14. But then you got girls that are year 12. You see girls that are, that are 18 now. And all through that as well, through year eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And just hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, depending on what kind of school you're in, of these, like, of these sexual feminine beings around you. And it's like, well, you try your gentleman shit there? You want to be a gentleman there? It doesn't work out. Those are the Mr. Nice guys. Who are, who are the guys that naturally attract girls in high school? They're the pirates. They're the Jack Sparrows. They're the, they're the jocks. They're the footy guys. They're the guys that, that just don't give a fuck. <clears throat> and see how they manifest in so many different ways. <clears throat> it's not just the football is not the, the 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 playing of football is not what attracts girls girls couldn't give a fuck about football it's the energy that comes about with the type of guys that play football you sink in on that because it goes the same for i mean, there was a guy in high school i remember who had always always had the most attractive girls just just on bend and knee bend and knee for him doing anything could just just to get an air with him just to get a moment of air with him. I won't use his name, but he knows who he is. And uh, I, I probably could use his name, but I, I try to just keep it savvy. But he was a tennis player. Now, in my school, we we had a special tennis program. I got people from like, the best tennis players went to our school 
from around the state. But he he was a, a top-notch tennis player, but he was a rebel, absolute pirate, an absolute pirate, You're a Russian, a Russian Australian, and uh, and girls just fucking love that guy. And I used to just like sit there and like ear Ted English, just just like what? How does this work? I thought the gentleman thing was the thing. I thought you had to be a gentleman and a nice guy, and and you hold the door open for Sarah, and you and you offer her your pencil. I thought that was it. But then I see this guy who's throwing pencils at girls, who's who's, who's calling girls dumb, who's who's just fucking around with them, and the girls all love it. It's like it appears that the girls are pissed off with him, but they're still hanging out with him at lunch. They're still. They're still inviting him to the house party, but, but little old Adam's not. And so you work this out. What I was getting on here is that it's a very rude awakening that the Mr. Nice Guy and Gentleman society, Society's prescription of this is how you are going to attract a, a high-level female into your life, it's just so far off. It's just, it's just not accurate. And that, that's why I come back with the Jack Sparrow, the Jack Sparrow and the pirate mentality of this, you don't give a fuck. You just don't give a fuck. That's why that works. You just don't have to go so hard in that direction. You can marry the two. And that's what I call the good guy. Not the bad guy. Not the nice guy. But the good guy. The good guy in the middle maintains his principles. Direct, congruent, authentic. While also maintaining empathy for the woman in front of him. So, maintains his intent. Leads hard and fast always. But also, reads the girl in front of him. Maintains empathy. So... Uh, next question. Oh, hold up. J Prime comes in with a you. You got that cat. J Prime is a cat. <laughs> Jason Larry comes in with those questions. Say, Adam, I feel like you won't like this question. Oh, here we go. But don't think of it as a value worth question or comparison thing. But how many girls have you been with? I'm genuinely curious. So what's interesting, Jason, is that I would normally just ask you to leave this chat right now because most guys, I've crossed my journey, of course, being a coach, I get that question from idiots on Instagram all the time, from just idiots on Snapchat. And remember, I'm using that term idiot, not in a derogatory way, but in a clinical way in which that an idiot is someone who does not know. Now, that's 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 the way I like to describe it. Do you want me to actually get you the diff- the dictionary definition of idiot? Let's just do it anyway. Uh, a stupid person. A person of low intelligence. And I guess that's kind of what I mean. But when, I, when I'm using the word idiot clinically, I'm using that when I say idiots ask me that question because those are guys that are of no knowledge. They don't understand. And they're asking that question out of, I don't even know why, because they think that that's the goal. I guess that's why. I guess most guys... Ask guys how many girls have you slept with, particularly coaches, because they think that's the goal. And ever since, Jason, I began this journey, that's been the complete antithesis of why I even started this channel. That I'm one of the only coaches out there that says that, no, it's actually the deepening of your roots. That's the goal. It is your journey from boyhood to to manhood psychology. That is the goal. Whether you sleep with one girl or five or 50 or 500... I don't care. As long as you learn to become a direct, congruent, and authentic man. As long as you learn to bring the best of your 50 through your intent, eyes, vocal, projection, body language, and vibe. As long as you learn all those things, whether you slept with one girl or 10 or 1,000, I don't give a shit, right? 
And I've always pushed against that. So, but that is, so I'm explaining why I would normally ask Jason just to leave this chat because you're obviously not that deep on my content. Oh, you're just, you're, you're, you're misled. This is not the place for you. This is not the environment. I want my other uh, followers to be subjected to that type of thinking. However, Dakara, he has given me a little extra context here, which is, he's actually stated, I feel like you won't like this question. So maybe he does know me a little bit better. And then he does go on to say, don't think of it as a value worth question or comparison thing, but how many girls have you been with? So my first question to Jason is, why are you genuinely curious? That's all I would ask you. Now, I normally wouldn't even answer this question. Like I would just say, leave the chat. However, I will answer this question for you. And the question is, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would have to, even if I did, even if I, I was going to say, I would have to actually just stop this live stream and just sit back for the last five minutes and just think back over the last 10 years, how many girls I've been with. But, but I would probably come up with an inaccurate number anyway. I wouldn't know. It's like, I was talking with one of my mates the other day who's on average probably sleeps with about 30, 40 different girls a year. And, and we were talking about this very topic. And I said to him, now listen, you and me have been in this journey for a long time. Do you have any idea how many girls, like if someone asked you how many girls you've been with, would you be able to give them an answer? And he's like, no, why? Why would I count that? Why would I count that? And I like, I literally, like, I lit up with him. I hadn't seen him in a while. And my eyes lit up because I said, that's my answer. That's what I say to guys is that even if I wanted to give you an answer, even if you brought my family here in front of me and put a gun to their head and said, Adam, you need to give us the accurate answer of how many girls you've been sexually intimate with over the last 10 years <coughs> or your entire life, I'd say you may as well pull the trigger because it's not something I count. Now, I will give you something here, which is that when I was still a young boy, I used to count. I remember, uh, shout out to AJ. Uh, this I'm not sure what year of this, what year this was, but I remember this guy. I got named AJ, and he's happy to use his name. He was one of my clients, actually. He asked me very early on, but this is before, like I, the, the, before I really started coaching. This is like when boot camps were still like a hundred dollars, and so I was just getting my beak wet. And he asked me how many girls I had slept with, and he asked, "Was it over a hundred? And I said, "It's getting close." I said, "It's getting close." I, I used to keep a spreadsheet. I used to keep a spreadsheet of how many numbers I kept, how closed, how many instant dates I'd been on, Facebook closes, lays, uh, near mislays, uh, just well, in Australian law, we call it digital sex, right? Just finger play, just uh, oral sex or full intercourse. I used to keep a full spreadsheet of all of these stats. And then it, was, it just kind of dawned on me and I never shared it with anyone. I never shared it with anyone. Not even my wings. Not even my closest wings. It was just something that I just kept for myself when I first began. And also my approach total as well. How many people I had met as well. And if I went back to my old laptop, I could probably go and get the number I stopped tracking. But I, I, think, I think the approach total stopped tracking in the, in the mid-500s. Something like that in terms of just approaches. But I know that the lay tracking stopped before 100. That's all I can really give you, Jason. And the reason why is because... Why? 
That's why. When I'm talking to my other mate who sleeps with 30, 40 different girls a year typically, and, and you know, he just travels the world. He's an absolute vagabond. And so it's a very, just my, very much a part of his lifestyle, in and out of hostels all the time and just having a good time. And, and when he sat there and said to me, but Adam, why would you ask that? Like, why would someone ask you that? And I said, that's what I say to guys, because why are you asking? Are you asking because that's your goal? Because you deem the success of your journey based on how many girls you sleep with? Like I said, I don't care whether you sleep with one girl or 10 or 100 or 1,000. I know some guys that sleep with 30, 40 girls in a year, some girls that sleep with 100 girls in a year. I know some guys that just stay with one girl their entire life and are very respectable men. It doesn't really matter. All I'm concerned with is who, is you as, who are you as a person? So Jason, the reason why I didn't kick you out of this chat is because I, you added me, you gave me the added context that told me you were at least a little bit socially savvy about it, but I would be interested in knowing why you are curious about it. Uh, it's a weird thing to be curious about and that for any of you are, if any of you are still in the place of tracking that, that's one thing I have no regrets about my journey. But if there's one thing that I look at that kept me, that kept me from evolving, it was tracking that. Don't get me wrong. As a coach, I have my clients track certain metrics so that we can gauge, uh, so we can gauge his improvement. But it's never lay count. It's never lay count, right? It's foolish, foolish, because none of my clients, I don't work with anyone who, anyone who comes to me and says, my soul, re- my soul purpose, Adam, and I want you to help me to get laid as many times as possible. I'm like, I'm not the coach for you. I'm not the coach for you. That externally validation laden mindset will eventually turn you, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, into a place of hating yourself. If you're only doing this because you have the, your soul purpose is just, just to get that tan stamped, right? And I have said this before, that actually the act of having sex with many women is not the issue. It is how you approach it with the mentality. Why? Why is this important to you? There's not a lot of good reasons though. I've seldom heard a few good reasons. I've had a couple clients that are, that are virgins and just say, I need to get as much sexual experience as possible because I just feel like it's, a, it's chains on me right now. And I'm like, okay, it's a different thing. It's a different thing for a virgin for a virgin and he's actually giving me no inkling or no sign of it's because he wants to show off to the boys or because he wants to that's how he's going to build his self-esteem and confidence in this life by sleeping with as many women as possible that's for, for these guys for these sweet these petite and sweets right these little these virgin guys that come to me and they say i just need to shut through it break the chains of no sexual intimacy and i feel like i can do this with sexual experience can you help me I can help that guy. I can work with that guy because his mind is sound. He's coming from a more wholesome place. But any guy that's ever come to me, and there's been a few, there's been a few over the past, uh, at least over the last five years of professional coaching, there's been a few guys that have come to me who have just said, yes, Adam, I need you to help me get laid as many times as possible. And I ask why, and they go, because I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be, think it'd be uh, you know, you know, just there's very, good, very few reasons. There are very few good reasons. It often comes out as, I think it'd be cool, or... Uh, you know, I see my other boys doing this. It's one of the two. It's either like a self-egoic grandization or is that they want to show off like internally or it manifests externally. They want to show off to their friends. And I say, go find someone else. There are, there are plenty of coaches out there that will entertain that. I'm not judging them. If that's how you want to run your business, if that's how you want to live life, please feel free to do so. Life is too rare. But you're not going to get it from me. 
So, Jason, I uh, what's interesting is that I actually appreciate you asking that question in the way that you did. That allowed me to actually dive into some pretty deep philosophy on it. And I'm glad I didn't have to kick you out of the chat. So, come by. Moving forward here. By the way, I'm just going to take a break and just say that for those of you that are currently in this YouTube live stream, you're enjoying this content, please hit that thumbs up down below. Show me some love. Show the channel some love if you enjoy this content. And uh, drop me questions as well. We've got about another 23 minutes. By the way, uh, I'm just seeing the chat box. Zakaria, you are currently typing in a language that I cannot read. I speak English and a little bit of Japanese. Skoshi. So uh, please translate that to English for me, and I'll be happy to answer your question. Because I am not going to go into Google Translate to interrupt this live stream. <laughs> so, sorry guys, I'm just getting some water in here. And of course, Himalayan rock salt. You've got to grind that salt in there. Stay hydrated, boys. Stay hydrated. So, uh, yeah, move. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, no, I think I hit it. Like, comment, questions. Yeah, bowl sip, weekly email newsletter. Sign up before 3.20 p.m. today. Get that free article on why she won't come to you. And we'll get to some more questions here. Let's do it. Shay. Shay says, hi, Adam, in capitals. So, very emphatic. I love your videos, but never got the chance to see your streams. Thank you for the content, double exclamation mark. I do not mind that. From Canada, I do double do not mind that. Canada is apparently a beautiful place. I say apparently because I have been there, but apparently I haven't. <laughs> apparently Toronto is not Canada. Uh, not just from my experience, but from what everyone in Toronto told me. It's just like a little brother of New York. The energy there is just slightly less aggressive than the energy of New York. And the way, that, the, way the city's built as well. So, um, but apparently I've got to go to Montreal and to Vancouver. Uh, the, apparently that's the real French Canada. Apparently that's the real Canada. So, uh, I will one day. I did not like your customs though. Your customs were the harshest out of any customs I've ever gone through. When I compare it to the UK, the US, to Asia, Canadian customs are the harshest. So, uh, Shay's question is moving forward. I got a question after this one. How do you stop mentally freezing and not know what to say sometimes when opening sets? Ah, this question. Again and again, my friend. This is a question that's just the age-old question. Heard this question a thousand times. So, Shay, to, to, to give you the absolute most tactical guidance here, the reason why you freeze after the open, so let me run you through. You stop this girl on the street. You're in the mall. She's beautiful. You're feeling good. Run up to her. I get right around the front, shoulder to shoulder. Yo, excuse me, miss. I thought you were beautiful today. I was just walking by. Had to come say, hey, my name's Adam. Handshake goes, oh, thank you so much. Shakes my hand. Open is over. We now need to go into qualification, not investment. Now, what happens? Mental freeze, will you Shay's term here? Most guys mentally freeze, which bars them from entering qualification, aka setting the frame, aka starting this interaction in the correct sexual polarity of masculine to feminine in which that the masculine just speaks his mind says what he sees right and gets her to qualify to him now none of that can be created in your mind true qualification 
can only come through in the present moment. If you attempt to do it from your mind, it is going to come out like shit, like, like verbal garbage and energetic garbage. If you try and run a canned line, unless you're a sociopath and that's just can somehow deceive girls into believing that your canned shit is present, uh, which I've never seen, by the way, in, in the years and years I've been doing this, never seen someone who could do it, then, uh, then okay. Then if you're that, that then maybe. But, but listen, Shay, come back in here. I know we got a little bit deep there. But bring it back up here. What you need to do after you deliver that open and she's received it is to interrupt your default pattern of going into your mind. There is nothing to be found in your mind. The girl gives you everything you need. The girl is your gold. The mental phrase comes because you go into this pattern of, okay, what do I say? I need to think of something to say. What am I going to say about it? Am I going to make an assumption? Am I going to look at what she's wearing? Well, what are you doing today? And all of a sudden, you blow your load, you skip qualification, you go straight into investment, you become the Mr. Nice Guy, you tank the sexual polarity, and she just sees you this nice little puppy dog. That's what happens for most guys. Now, if we retract through that entire cascade of waterfalling of things we don't want to happen, where did it all begin, Shay? It all began at that one moment, in that silent moment when you've done your good leading, you've opened strong, she's received it, and there's a, there's a moment. There's a moment that happens that decides whether you enter qualification presently or you dive into your mind, mental freeze, and slide into some bullshit Mr. Nice Guy investment. And it is whether you breathe, pause and breathe, and look her straight in the eyes and just take her in. If you do that, your chances of entering present qualification and just actually saying to her, oh, well, I'm getting this kind of Tai Chi vibe from you right now. You seem like a kind of like Zen Asian girl. Now, I'm staring you right in the webcam right now. That was present qualification. I was treating the webcam right now as if it was a girl in front of me. That's just the first thing that came to mind. But I didn't think of it. I didn't think of what to say. I just looked, present, took a breath, and then allowed whatever came up to come up. Note, you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong in qualification as long as it's present. There is not, there is, the criteria for success is just that it was present. You can be 100% spot on. You can go, listen, you look like kind of like a f crazy French girl right now. You could be 100% spot on. Great. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I am, I am French, but I'm not sure if I'm crazy. Already qualifying to you. Or you're completely far off. No, I'm, I'm fucking Australian, bro. I'm Australian. Already qualifying to you. Job done. You're leading. She's following. Done. Sexual polarity, masculine, feminine. Done. Okay, but it all stemmed, Shay, from you took a moment to breathe. I just got done coaching Day Game Foundations Bootcamp. And this is a very big struggle point for my client. It is for all of them, which is that they enter a conditioned pattern that the moment the open ends, they go, so, um, so, yeah, anyways, um, instead of breathing after the open, they always interject it with so, um, or, uh, I, yeah, okay, so, Anyways, uh, but they interject it, which that little interjection, whether it comes out as so arm or anyway, anyways, or blah, 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 or some little vocal garbage, it's just to give them time to dive into their mind to try and find something to say to the woman. But if you cut that pattern and you just train yourself to be present 
and when the girl accepts and receives your open, you just breathe. If you go into any of my infields, any of my interactions, note how much pausing and silence I allow. Note how much space I give the woman to, ex- to receive me, which then allows me to give present qualification, to not run lines, to not run canned bullshit, and just be there with her in the moment and completely just light her up. So, shit, we went deep on that. Almost on boot camp over here, huh? <laughs> so, that, I'm not even going to say hopefully that answers your question. That does answer your question. So, Zakaria uh, says, I live in Germany and girls here are not open-minded like the American girls. Oh, that is rich. <laughs> uh, he, then, he then goes on to say a whole bunch of things in German, which I just... I don't know what it, is, what it means. Oh, then he finishes it by saying, he comes back to English saying, what about European girls? Did you ever pick up one of them, especially Germans? Yeah, all the time in Melbourne. I meet German girls and in, in a lot of German girls travel to Melbourne. In fact, in the upcoming bootcamp recap, an instant date with one of my clients, which you get to see, is with a beautiful German girl. Uh, so, Zaka, you are very far off. You are overgeneralizing. When he says that German girls are not open-minded like the American girls, that is based on his experience. I highly doubt he has gone and surveyed every single German girl and every single American girl. Now, I know that's a bit of a straw man because we can talk in generalities. So let's talk in generalities. Even so, even so, I've met, my, I've spent accumulated months in America, in the hometown American girls. I've met plenty of American girls while traveling. They are neither more or less open-minded than Australian girls, neither more or less open-minded than Russian girls, neither more or less open-minded than German girls. If anything, from my personal experience, just Adam, German girls are far more open-minded than American girls. Now, I've happened to have met a lot of German girls because it's like Melbourne's like their second home. They, tra- they all travel down here backpacking and shit. <clears throat> Now, some of you might say, but those are the backpacking German girls. So, naturally, of course, they're open-minded. I would disagree with that. German girls will give you some stick. German girls just expect a high level of execution. So, maybe that's what Zach is getting confused about. German girls are often very strong-willed. They they don't put up with low-level shit. They don't put up with fish. They don't put, put up with Jeffries. Okay, you need to bring the best of yourself. But when you do, they honor it. It's the same thing with Russian girls. Like girls say like, Russian girls are so much harder to meet because it's just so fucking cold and icy. and It made me cry, man. (laughs) It's not that Russian girls are by default devil women and ice turtle shells. It's just that because of the nature of their society, because a lot of their male population were decimated in both world wars, and in which that the ratio of females to males in Russia is so far off. Let me get it for you. Let's have a tie. Ratio of men to women in Russia. Now, I'm getting some very confusing stats here, but... The gender... That was in 2015, so that's not accurate. Uh, I, there's, there's just a lot of titles right now that are saying why there's so many more women in Russia than men, and it is because of the wars. Uh, but 
So listen, in 2015, the male to female ratio for Russian in the Russian Federation was 86.32 males to 100 females. Now I know those numbers; those numbers don't really make a lot of sense. But let's just let's just call it what it is. There's a lot more females in Russia than than men. Okay, and because of that fact, because of that nature, women had to become very strong. Women had to fend for themselves, provide for themselves. When when all the men got destroyed in the war, that well, who else is who's gonna who's gonna shave the sheep, right? Who's who's gonna who's gonna butcher? Who's gonna create the you know etc. It's the hard. It's a hard society, and so the women are hard women. But but that's not to say that they are any harder or less or more open minded, less open minded. It's not that at all. It's just they're a product of their environment, and so you just have to step up. And that if you do step up, and this is what I find is that. With the stronger the woman, the stronger the man is required. But when it is provided, it is honored. If a, wo- if a strong German girl, a strong Russian girl, if you meet her and you just happen to be in the flow, or maybe you're 9 to 12 on the clock face, or you're 12 to 12, you already come full circle, and probably not for the, uh, for the guys who are 12 to 3 or 3 to 6 or even 6 to 9, but you're, you know, you're executing well, you're executing well. You will love Russian girls. You will love German girls. It's only the guys that are in 12 to 3 beginning stages, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, of their social dynamics journey. Those are the guys that you'll hear will say these wide-ranging generalizations of, yeah, Russian girls are harder or German girls are less open-minded than American girls. American girls are so much easier. Listen, listen, Zaka, you would, if you were to meet any of my American clients, they will disagree with you immediately. They will say, no, American girls are not open-minded, right? But they're just saying it from their experience, from your lack of experience, from your closed box experience of your one perspective. But being a coach who's been around the world and met many different types of girls, it's just that it's not so much about this race is this type, like, makes it this much harder for this reason. It's really just a scale of what does this race of women expect from a man? Asian women do not expect particularly hard-hitting men, right? Asian women, almost to a certain degree, prefer more feminine men. Again, generalization, but all you have to do is look at Japanese culture and you'll see that in spades. Uh, K-pop as well. Are K-pop stars jacked and tan? No, they are very feminine looking. They are very metro, as we once said back when I was in high school. If you look at Russian men, they're fucking bears. They're absolute bears. They're hairy. They lift kettlebells. They swing iron. They throw axes, right? Scandinavian men, they're similar, right? You can just see. And so if you happen to meet a girl from a a different culture that's from a harder place in the world, right? Just step it up. You step it up. Be, Be more curt with her. Be more frank. Be more direct with her. You know, a Russian or a German girl is only going to appreciate a more direct, congruent, and authentic version of yourself. Is only going to appreciate you just just cracking the whip, so to speak, and just giving her another one of these. <laughs> Shout out to Roy and Jordan. Uh, so yeah, Zach, Zach, let go of this closed-minded perspective, okay? Just get out there and meet girls. Do the and just take your journey, walk the journey, for God's sake. So, uh, moving down these questions here. Mm. Jason Larry said, thanks for your answer. I've been following a whole set of pickup artists, but you're the only one I'm sticking to because every single video you put out makes sense. You have to be focusing on. Oh, thank you, Jason. 
Oh, thank you. It's interesting how you guys refer to me as a pickup artist, yet I have never once. Have you guys ever noticed that? You could go through over almost 400 videos. I think I have almost 400 videos. And not once will you ever hear me, hear me refer to myself as a pickup artist, because I never have. I hate that term. I, ha I hate the gaminess. All of my content is geared against the gaminess, right? It's, it, that's, it never gelled with me. It's like, we're not out here trying to become these pickup artists. In fact, if anything, if you were there with me on bootcamp last weekend, I actively teach my clients to not be pickup artists. I say, we need to get out of pickup, in air quotes, as soon as possible and just become real people, normal people, natural people, not pickup artists. Right? It's such a, I hate that term, man. All right, you just go out there and you meet girls, you meet women, you, you know, you know, Jesus. <laughs> so I get you there, Jason. I thank you for your support, my man. <clears throat> oh, sorry, the rest of his message was, you have to be focusing on the need to approach or meet new, wait, what? He goes, you have to be focusing on dot, 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 of need to approach or meet new people. I believe it is human nature to want to settle down. So does that happen to you? I don't, the first part of your question is not correct English. I don't quite understand what that means. But the part is, the second part makes sense, which is I believe it is human nature to want to settle down. So does that happen to you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think as, uh, well, absolute, no, let me take that word back. Well, actually, I can keep that word. I absolutely believe that there is a part of us that seeks a deep level connection with people. I do not absolutely believe that it is human nature to settle down with one person, though, for the rest of your life. I think ancestrally, if we were to look back, and I always reference this, I can't get you the book right now because I gifted it to someone <coughs> a few boot camps ago. One of my boot camp clients has my copy uh, of The Red Queen by Matt Ridley. His, he, by far, has the best exploration and best discussion of where we think human beings and how we think human beings evolved within our sexual groups and our sexual pair bondings, our, our mating bondings. And I feel like his is just the best exploration. And I'll say, I'll just echo what he said, which is this in paraphrasing of his words, which is that, listen, human beings were opportunists. If it made sense and if it was better for us at that stage in time to settle down with one woman and to hoard resources then human beings would take advantage of that. If it made more sense to be sleeping with a plethora of women and to have children with a plethora of women and to have plethora of mates and to have a more communal style, non-nuclear family, right, just a more communal style setting, then we would take advantage of that if resources were, were uh, not scarce, etc. Uh, we're opportunists. And so I definitely believe that as human beings, absolutely, we, we, we desire deep connection. I feel that society misaligns that with the idea and notion of, well, that must mean we must settle down with one person we have a deep connection with and forbid, forbade all others for exploring deep connections with anyone else. That's where I have problems. That's where I go, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's where marriage gets a big red X for me. That's where the government getting involved in my relationships gets a big red X. That's where... An idea of a church or a religion gets a big red X in my mind. They have nothing. They, they, are, they are not invited. They are not welcome 
in my interpersonal interrelationships that they have no business. They have no understanding of my deep connection between this woman or man, if that's the way you swing, or unknown being, if that's the other way you swing. Uh, they have no business in that. Okay, so, but deep connections, I agree. We all want to settle down, whether that is with one person or many. I think that's going to be based on your environment, on your conditioning, on your actions throughout life, who you and how you wish to live. For me personally, at this stage in life, I'm in that open and free. I want to be open to be able to travel to the city, travel to that city, sexually explore this woman, both on a physical and emotional connection, and then and then fly out the next week and have there be no tears and have there be no uh, cleanup crew, as I've often described, and just leave things in a great, honor things in the present moment between me and that woman in there and now. That's why I operate right now. Will I always be that way? Certainly not. I'm sure there'll be a time, which is why I've never been so foolish to say that I will never do monogamy. I've said before that I can't foresee it, but I've never said it's never going to happen. Right? It might, but I, it seems unlikely. But what I think more of is more of a more of a monogamy that, that has flexibility, you know, a more flexible monogamy that allows for sexual physical exploration. That's, that's something that I've been playing with a little bit more lately, but but I hold my ideas and beliefs very loosely. Life is very liquid. I don't need the government getting involved with that. <laughs> Sorry, good question there, Jason. Thank you. <clears throat> so guys, we're getting towards the end of this live stream. So I think there's one more question, which I'll end up with, but I do have to bump out. So <clears throat> uh, Sal's got a question here. I'll finish with that. So thank you very much for being here, guys. Don't worry, we've got one more question, but if you are in this live stream, Drop me a thumbs up down below. Let me know you're enjoying it. And yeah, share some of that love. If you're watching this in post, drop me a comment as well. Even just saying, you know, thanks for the content. I'm saying hi. It just helps the channel out. Helps the video out. Share some love, bro. So, uh, oh, actually, so well, actually, there's a comment from the guy called Boda Boda who says, I lost my best friend. I tried to kiss her. She was the best person I ever met. Oh, okay. Uh, my condolences, Boda. My condolences. I will restrain. Sal had a question going, Hey, mate, have you tried the sensory deprivation, t deprivation tank? I heard it's a form of meditation. And Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. Wanted to give it a try. Thanks. I have not, Sal. However, there are sensory deprivation tanks in my city, and I've known about them for quite some time. They just charge exorbitant sums of money to use them. And so it's like, why would I do that when I can meditate anywhere, anytime for free? <laughs> right? So listen, I'll try it. Now that you've mentioned it, fuck it. I'll try it. But yes, I have heard of it. I heard it's great benefits. I heard, you know, the, the salt and the salt and the, the ability just to clear your mind and to allow your mind to be free of its bodily attachment. I've heard all these things. And yeah, I'm a big follower of JR. So of the JRE. So I've heard it to the cows come home. Uh, but I have not tried it myself. So that is where we will wrap up. Uh, oh, hold up. So DJ Cray said, that was a quick question. DJ Cray said, Adam, you skipped me. What did you ask DJ Cray? You're... Ah, okay. Oh, it was in amongst all the German shit. Sorry, DJ. DJ said, recently went out and I myself was shown the mirror and got burned. 
Now my brain always has excuses not to go out. Any advice, Adam? So it's a good thing that Sal's question was very short. So I'll make this the last question. I got you, DJ. I got you. Uh-uh. So let's, re- let's recalibrate here. We're showing the mirror and got burned. Now my brain always has excuses not to go out. Any advice? So he got burnt. He went out. I, he's not giving me any details on how he got burnt. I guess it's not really that important. I mean, if it was a full podcast, I would like more context in terms of answering his question. But this is what I'll say to you, DJ. That's what I'll say to you. You have two choices now. A choice, so to speak. And this will decide whether you remain a boy for the rest of your life or a man. Whether you evolve or devolve. The boy approaches a situation in which that he goes out and embraces an activity such as cold approach, gets shown the mirrors, gets shown that he's not who he thought he was, gets shown that his execution was not good enough, not on point, not enough to be able to bring in and to carry an interaction with an attractive feminine in any respect. And he gets shown that a few times, hopefully many times in that night, just so there's no question about it. He has a choice after that. He either faces it, acknowledges and accepts, and goes, well, this is what it is. This is my starting point. And this is what I was searching for. So now that I know where I am, now I can build. Now the journey begins. And he walks forward. He takes a, he watches a certain uh, video on my channel called How to Go Out Full Guide and Solo at Night or Day. How to Go Out Solo, Full Guide, Solo Nine Day. That's all he needs to watch. Gets on a 30-day challenge, right? Goes forward and cultivates himself. Evolves himself. Takes the necessary actions. Has the accurate reflection. Records all his interactions. Breaks them down. Keeps improving. Gradually improving again and again. But most importantly, DJ Cray sees it as a journey. Sees it as a 10-year journey, not a 10-minute one. And so he will one day become a man. At least be on the way. If he stays the path. Or, you can take the other mindset. You can choose the other choice, which is, yeah, I got burned. So that must mean I'm a piece of shit. Starts to reflect the external feedback and take it personally as a personal affront to his ego. Becomes attached to himself. Becomes attached to the idea of DJ Cray. It's a funny name. And starts to uh, attach heavily. Attach heavily to the, to the feedback. As if the feedback was a personal reflection of who he is as a being. Which is of course inaccurate. These girls don't know who you are. You don't, it sounds like you don't even know who you are at this stage in life. And But anyways, just like I talked about in the last Q&A live stream, how to handle harsh rejections, you probably need to go watch that, but not before you go out and take tremendous action for the next 30 days, if you were going to do anything after this. And so, decides to breathe life into his ego, and forever remains burnt, forever heads down the path of an incel, heads, heads down the path of someone who hates women, who hates the journey of... And hates his own life as well. Hates himself because he was not blessed with the same cards as others that have been dealt in life. That why social dynamics is not so much easier. Uh, why it's so much harder for him and not and not for others. And all these other things that his ego could possibly devour and digest as nutrition. And that will have him relegated to the badlands of boyhood psychology for the rest of his life. There's only two choices though. It's either you acknowledge and accept and move forward. Or you acknowledge, you still acknowledge... 
but you don't accept it. And therefore, do not move forward. You have two choices, DJ Craig. Okay? For all the guys that have transformed themselves through this process, they all went through the same thing. No one's any different. No, everyone thinks their journey's like some unicorn. That I'm the only one that has to go through this tremendous, this tremendous trial of toil and hardship. Everyone gets burned. Everyone has to get shown the mirror in order to evolve and grow. It's just a matter of how do you acknowledge it? How? You want to move forward, accept and move forward? Or are you going to decline and move backwards? That's your decision, DJ Cray. The only thing I'd recommend for you is that if you do decide to, uh, to, accept, to accept the challenge of life, of evolving into a man, then what I recommend is that you stop the YouTubing except for one video. And it's, the only reason I'm saying one video is because it's the one video that is the only thing you need to know about how to actually go out. It is a social Q&A. It's episode 14, I think. It's around there. It's in the playlist called How to Go Out Full Guide, so, How to Go Out Solo Full Guide in the Day or Night. You get through that. That has every piece of tactical information you need to do to run your own 30-day challenge to go out there and go and change your life. That's all you need to watch. And that's how you know you've actually made the decision. It's like, you watch that, you don't watch anything else, not even of my content, just, just that one video, and then you go out and take action, I don't hear for you for the next 30 days, and you come back, you tell me how you went. That's how you know that you've made a commitment that I'm actually going to become a man about this, and a man in life, that I'm not going to be, remain a boy for the rest of my life and just remain burnt. No. We get burnt so that we can regrow. That's why we go out and do this. We don't get burnt so that we can stay burnt. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Just received a huge super chat of $10 Canadian from Shay. Thank you very much, Shay. That is extremely appreciated. Thank you so much. That goes straight back towards this channel. And, uh, and he said, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. He said, hell yeah. Ha ha, Canadian customs suck. Yeah, you guys, everyone says Canadians are so polite. Not in my house. Not in my house. Get that shit out of here. The customs, Canadian customs were dicks. Absolutely dicks. Unnecessarily as well. Like you think American customs are dicks? No, Canadian are the number one dicks. Uh, Of course, that's just my experience. I'm just joking with you guys. I'm sure there are some nice Canadian customs people. Uh, And then he said, um, he said, hi, uh, damn, thank you for the advice. It really helped. And he donated $10 Canadian no worries, man. Thanks again. Ha ha ha. So thank you very much, Shay. I, yeah, you supporting this channel in that way, it does actually mean quite a lot to me. And just the fact that you were present, you asked a solid question and we came in here. I thank you. And I wish you the best on your journey, as I do for the rest of you. Now, if you guys did enjoy this content, one way you could help me out is just dropping a thumbs up down below. And if you're listening to this in post, whether it's on the podcast or on YouTube, drop me a question. I always come back and answer questions in post. But, you know, just say, uh, say hi in the comments or whatever. Or give me a thumbs up. You know, it all helps. Helps out the channel. Helps spread this content to others. And I appreciate that. Last thing I'll say is that if you want to receive a free article on why she won't come to you, Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter coming out 3.20 p.m. today. So you've got about three hours. Uh, just head to bowldojo.com. There's a link in the description. Put your email in. You'll receive that. And you should receive a confirmation email as well. Just make sure you tick yes on that. And I will then, uh, you'll get that. And if you guys are interested, ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, Skype Coaching, one-on-one, 
Also access to the bowl inside, priority messaging, priority session booking, and also Day Game Foundation's boot camps. All at balldojo.com. You can hit it up there. So thank you, my friends. It's been a great session and I'll leave you right there until next week, most likely. Normally we do this every week unless I'm coaching boot camp. So, or something else pops up, but should be next week. So thank you very much, my friends. Wishing you the best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m., Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to boldoja.com, drop your email in. There'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you'll receive the very next sip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at boldoja.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by boldoja.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your daily life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash ADAMOOI. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.